Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today I talk to Connor Lynch, founder of Selfmakers, who recently sold his previous business, Connector, to Granite Digital for a non-disclosed sum. Myself and Connor have a very interesting discussion about what's called COVID career shock, whereby a lot of people have found their jobs and careers suddenly changed by the effects of the pandemic. Uh, Connor's own research indicates that 7 in 10 people are anticipating a new career move and over a third, that's 36%, are planning to start a new venture in the year ahead. So I'm joined by Connor Lynch, uh, formerly of Connector, now of Self Makers. And one of Connor Lynch's uh, greatest claims to fame is everything, the first time I ever heard about social media was in Finnegan's Bar in Dalkey in 2005 or 2006. I'm not sure, one of those years. And this chap was going on about social media and how important it was going to be. And I listened, of course, and I always remember it, but he, and he was right. And um, so, Connor, you're very welcome. Um, I'd just like to say congratulations on, on the successful exit from Connector and um, wish you best luck with self-makers. But tell me about the Connector journey, first of all, because I, I do recall even seeing you on TV at one point. You were on one of those, uh, who wants to be, no, it was a, a Dragon's Den at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, John. It's always great to chat to you. And I do remember our talks going back all through the years and um our journey, our paths did cross quite a bit. And the fact that we're both, for me, there was a great connection point. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and then, then we both won, I think, our first marketing awards at the IIA, Net Visionaries, in about 2005 as well. I'd forgotten that. We were the same night. We won awards that night too. Yeah. We're at the same table where we were, we're, we're yeah. milling around. <laughs> yeah. And then I am, me being the PR opportunist, I, I did a, took a photo. We sent it to the Mead Chronicle and we both got into the Mead Chronicle that, that time. <laughs> I remember that too. That was 2005. Yes. <laughs> so that was, that was, um, that's when I was in Rabo Direct and I was learning about digital. So very, very early stage, um, online marketing manager for a bank, Ireland's first internet only bank. And um, there wasn't too many people in digital marketing at that stage, but I worked there for a while. Then I went to what was called Cybercom and then 8020. And then I felt I, and it was, I, yeah, I, I did a, I had this idea around Connector and was running these social events and social media, trying to connect the online and the offline um, for people like me. So I was trying to create a meetup and a community for people like me uh, because it didn't exist. So I created it, called it Connector. And then I tried to monetize that and then turned it into an agency, a marketing agency, set that up around uh, 2010 and ran that the big the kind of highlights of, the, of those years were uh, working a lot with Sony, uh, doing an awful lot of work with Huawei for about five or six years in Ireland and in the UK, uh, Volkswagen and Benecol and Dr. Rutger and loads and loads of SMEs and loads and loads you, of startups. You, um, uh, the Snappies was your brainchild, wasn't it? The Snappies was, um, was my idea. To We had a, an Instagram pop-up event and I thought it wouldn't be great if we could pick the winners you, of these. Am I, am I right in remembering that was originally had a name, a, a project called project name called Instagrammies? Is that yes, yes? So it's called the Instagrammies. I, I but I did I contacted Instagram just to kind of get the blessing for the name. So because I knew that if Instagram didn't sue us, the Grammys would sue us. So I thought <laughs> let's let's not go too far with this until I'm going to get some blessing from the people that that own these names. And then we decided with uh, with Instagram's approval to call it the Snappies. And that ran for a number of years um, as uh, as real world events, and then it became online only for the last few years. 
mm. working with Huawei and Volkswagen and a few other brands as well. And like what I think about uh, something, what I, what I remember about you, particularly during the time, is you you were kind of incredibly brave. You were constantly trying things out that no one else was trying out. And even at one point, you even had a, a shop front in Temple Bar uh, yeah. that was like you'd walk by. It was down from uh, one of the hotels and it was like, Literally, you see people walking the street outside, but inside what you'd expect to see a shop, you had an office and it was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah the idea with that was um, just to try different things and try and uh, bring connector in the real world and just to get people's attention. So it was a pop-up cafe. It was a connector cafe. So um, I enjoyed our chat in there. We kind of got sponsored coffee from Nespresso. And wasn't wasn't your wasn't it like your your lose in one of the pubs next door? It was yeah. That was the downfall of the whole concept. It was that the the, the, <laughs> the facilities weren't great. So what we did is we closed up that and we closed up our office in the digital hub and we brought everything together into into a nicer place, a nicer studio in Temple Bar, mm-hmm. where we were for about four or five years until we finished up that closed up in February when I sold the business and one of the things also was kind of the hallmark of your approach and it will lead us nicely into self-makers one of the things I always found quite interesting in following your story was how many young people you gave opportunities to and, and you know from interns and all that kind of stuff to you know people from all over the world you had kind of a nice cosmopolitan yeah. uh, group around you of people who I suppose you gave them really chances to shine or at least get established, uh, you know, yeah. make a name for themselves. Yeah, well, I think it was, it was kind of part of, um, it wasn't all by design. It was also part of by accident and the way that things worked out that uh, I needed some help. Some people needed experience. I was very good at spotting talent. I suppose I was good at encouraging them and educating them and training them and keeping them motivated for it could be a three month internship, mm. it could be a, could be a placement. They could be graduates. They could be still in work placement. So I became, uh, yeah, so I've, I've worked with a lot of people in the industry that have started off working with me and it's great to see them all moving forward uh, with their careers. And recently, even with self, self-makers, I worked with two graduates. From, ah, and, from and, that's, and, that's, and that's what I'm driving yeah. at is that yeah. one of the anecdotes that you gave me in a story there was how I, th- I think they got a sense of self-belief to go back to the UK and, and get into their careers. Yeah. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, they these um, uh, it was Aaron and Alec, and they were on a, a, got got a um, an Erasmus program placement in in Ireland. They're from UK, and when I met them, they were both they had raw talent. They were enthusiastic, but not really any direct experience. But I knew I could give them that, you know. And once they once they have a once they've got a good attitude and and they're smart enough, they can they can learn it. So I got them uh, started and then within about eight weeks, they both had successfully got job offers back in the UK and they were, but they, they saw through the, the full three months of their internship till the end of 2020. Mm. They're now both back in the UK working and I think they both will acknowledge that it was that practical experience of getting stuck in, getting trying to work on things day to day and seeing the results and getting encouraged and having that to talk about in in the, in an interview gave them some tremendous confidence to, to something to talk about rather than blagging and saying, "Oh, I'm going to be great if I get a chance." It's just yeah. it's just it just it's not believable. And what is believable is experience. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, um, when we talk about self makers, because I want to kind of get into the ethos of what self makers is and. The kind of I've been watching some of the interviews you've done, some of the the, the yeah. videos and, and blogs you've done, and podcasts, and I get the sense that 
when I, when I hear you say self-makers, I think it's about self-belief. But uh, a lot of, then, then there's also people who are self-made and, you know, yes. you know, take control of your career. A lot of us march into the ranks and we follow the orders we're given and, in life and, and everything's got a certain progression. And, and even this year, you'll see kids, uh, hopefully if they have to do their leaving search, fill in the CAO forms, did a lot of course, yeah. and often that defines their entire life. But in, then again, when you think about it, you know, if you, if you listen to some of the rhetoric from the HR gurus, they say most people could have five or six careers in their lifetime. The other thing I, I often think as well is when I see Irish people abroad in, say, places like Barcelona at the Mobile World Congress or in, in L.A., uh, in Hollywood or whatever, they're so full yeah. of confidence and they could sell sand to the Arabs. But on, yeah. at home, we, we not only are we very bad at and encouraging each other we tear strips off each other um, don't allow each other to get too ahead of ourselves uh, and I, so I often think sometimes at home we're not as, very, as confident as we somehow appear and we're very entertaining overseas and that's just my mind taught on just how people are self-made but yeah. when it comes to what you are doing with self-makers what, what really is self-makers because you put out some research as well about how yeah. COVID was a career shock are, are, you, are, you, are you moving into the recruitment space or the career building space get to the nitty gritty of sure. what the ethos of it is yeah sure well the journey the journey um, is going right back where it's a few years where it's a, it is looking at how do you become self-made how do you be, how do you establish yourself and become comfortable in your life in your life in your lifestyle and in your career so it's but but self-made sounds like you've made it so i thought okay well how, if you're still on the journey you're a self-maker mm. so you, you know it's about self-belief and and self self being self-learning and you know there's a lot of there's a load of self-employed and so mm. self-makers i thought was 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 a good name and it's all about being your own business so how can you be your own business? So just treating yourself as a as a as a business, it's treating your career. So whether it's but careers, it's not simply a case now you get a job and you climb the ladder and then and then and you get a job for life. That's all. That's long, long, long gone. So careers are very transient. They're very zigzaggy. You can rise to the top, but you might you might be employed. You might be self-employed. You might be an employer. You might move in and out of each of those each of those you might have one job you might have a side hustle you might have two jobs you might have a portfolio of careers so i was looking when i started investigating this a bit more i thought this is really really uh it's chaotic and i tried to is there is but my career looking back this is what it was so i didn't have any way to plan my career and i thought well if i can try and distill my learnings from what i've been through and try and help other people on their journey that could be useful because, particularly in these times. Right. But I, yeah, but I'm, no, I'm not looking. So what I've done at first is I've kind of I've I've documented everything. I've created two work two two large workbooks, a navigator which helps you to kind of plan where you're going, mm-hmm. and then an accelerator to help you get there. So I've tried to kind of create some products, um, knowledge products. Um, I've got a web application. So I've, I've documented my understanding of this whole space. Um, but I've no intention, though, of going into recruitment. I'd be quite happy to partner with businesses in the recruitment sector, um, et cetera. I'm looking at a number of partnerships, but um, what I do want to do, it's more in the education space again. So it's there is, they're coming soon as those workbooks will become an academy, series of online videos for, for blended learning, mm. you know, self-study. And helping people in short bursts to try and improve, where you know, plan their career and make some progress and monitor the progress. So it's that's what I'm trying to do. I have a thought on this in the sense that <clears throat> if 
2020 has taught any of us anything. And if you didn't know it already, you have powers yeah. of resilience. So every one of us has learned somehow to be resilient if you weren't already or if you didn't realise it. And I often say yeah. even even to people who have to do things that they thought were impossible, well, you did it now. Look, you can do it. And everyone is different. And, 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 and self-belief comes at different points in life. So if I was to talk to my 21-year-old self, my 21-year-old self, I would say I could have done anything I wanted to my 40-year-old yeah. self would go, uh, actually, no, it's not true. Uh, but then again, you also think about different things and reasons why people are successful. So if you look at, say, U2, the band, um, you ask Bono why we, why we were successful, he would say because we were a gang. We were a gang of lads who, yeah. who, who, who joined together at the hip. Then you look at entrepreneurs like Pat Phelan, and I, um, I, I, even, I remember seeing him at various events like Mobile World Congress or the Web Summit, and he was yeah. making sales and he was giddy with success and he loved it. So he was driven yeah. by his self-belief and a sense of purpose. Is there kind of a characteristic, I suppose, you know, I, resilience is one I identified, but when, sure. pe- when it comes to people, and, and again, I'm go- I think you're going to be talking to people at different stages in life. You could be talking to the 22-year-old starting out after doing their master's yeah. in college, or you could talk to someone who's in their early 40s who maybe would like to be an entrepreneur, but they still have kids to get through college or they're, you know, they've got a mortgage yeah. tied around their neck and they don't know what to do. What, what kind of like, do you see yourself helping those different tribes? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And this is, so I've, I've read all the books and I've did loads and loads of research on how, what makes people successful. Mm. And it's not, it's not what I didn't really focus on what makes companies successful because that's done to death. Yeah. I really wanted to focus on the individual. Mm. How can this individual become more successful? And it starts with the person. Mm. So to be, to have a successful career, to be a successful self-maker, I, there's five, it starts with you, the person. I've got five characteristics for that. For the, for, in that area, then there is. Then it looks at the, the your network, the people around you. Then it moves into the idea, the mm. idea that you have in your business model, etc. And then the model I have moves into your operations. Mm. So I built it kind of starting with the person and then modular building up from there because it has to be because not everyone's going to be successful as an entrepreneur. Not everyone's going to have the drive, the passion, the skills, the identity, and um, there's. So not everyone has has all the attributes. And what I try and do as well with my, I've got a tool that measures all of this. You can do a self-assessment or expert assessment. And what I want to try and do is increase people, the person's chance of success by maybe dropping out early if they realize, well, actually, I've, I've, I'm terrible with motivation. I've no drive. Um, I'm not, I, I, I hate learning, so I don't have the skills and I don't want to learn any more skills. So it's letting people know early up their, their chances of success in this area um, and then using that to motivate those that can, that have the potential to succeed and then um, giving cold shower to those that maybe don't. Well, I, I, think, I think a lot of it has to do, when I was listening to you talk there, I was thinking of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but also yeah, yeah. things like self-actualization. And yeah. I think it really also comes down to, like, we, we all buy into these notions of what success looks like. Uh, you have to be handsome or you have to be beautiful. You have to have loads of money in the bank. You have to be acclaimed. But, what you know, I think everybody's notion of success is should be different from everyone else's notion of success. Maybe success to some people has been surrounded by family and friends. Maybe success to other people yeah. is having just enough or having a really uh, rewarding career. And they're so focused on their subject matter, they're, they're yeah. loving it. But that the you know that everyone's view of success is different, right? Absolutely, and I do remember um, the self self actualization was one of the key things I remembered from from college years ago. That it was that it was a really really interesting concept, and you know you are right. So 
that's why I didn't want to get hung up on being self-made because it's not about it's not about money. It, it's it's about doing something that you like that 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 pays you. And so it's about making sure you can get paid. Yeah, you know, being comfortable yeah. at least. Food, food, food on the table and a roof above your head. Yeah, like, you yeah, know yeah. the <laughs> Exactly, exactly. As you move up through the through the needs, so it's making sure that you're comfortable, but also making sure that um. You know that you're doing something that you that you that you like. That's something that you're good at, and it's something that the world needs. And then that kind of all overlaps. And then you you, um, and then if you if you need to keep changing it in order to as you move through the through your career, uh, what I've done is I've tried to give you a model that can change with you. And you, you know you can you can do the you can do the assessment again and again and again, mm. or you can do it and you can compare different potential paths forward, so that you can compare. Well, what would what if I've got two career options? Why don't I grade myself against both of them and see which one I'm most suited for? Yeah, but that's, I mean, the point you always point out as well, I mean, both of us in the last two years have changed roles we've been in for quite some time. Yeah. And we probably yeah. in our mind would read, well, I've gone as far as I can go with this, perhaps. And yeah. in my mind, with, with, with previous roles, I said, well, now it's time for a new generation to take over and I'll, I'll, I'm, I, need, I need a new challenge. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I imagine it's pretty much the same with you and Connector and that you yeah. just needed a new challenge. Getting those people to kind of do that kind of frame of mind. I also noticed that you um, have highlighted various people over recent weeks and months. And are, are there any are there any people you've worked with or are working with that you can highlight and say, well, these are people either I've I've helped or or defined me what self made is. Um, well, the people that I've interviewed are in order to from a marketing perspective, I've talked to some people that would be well known, which is which is which is I suppose good to draw some attention to my early interviews. Mm-hmm. And so I got some really, really good nuggets from the likes of Nora Casey, from John Teeling, who was, I, I talked to him for about nearly an hour. And it's just nugget after nugget after nugget. But, and there's Anthony, Anthony Quigley as well. Like he set up a whole range of different educational technology companies. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so he's really, really interesting. So what I've tried to do is now, now, that, now I'm starting to pick people that are, have really, really good knowledge in a sector like Jess, Fo, Jess Folia, who's a cinematographer, one of the best in Ireland, so that I can, I can, he can advise other people who want to get ahead in the creative space. Mm. But what I try and do when I talk to people is not go into too much detail in their biography because they can find that elsewhere. Yeah. It's really where, what are the career breakthroughs? What is the, what, what, what were the moments that they made a big breakthrough that they jumped forward from, you know, where they were to the next level. So it was a big contract, a big project, a new, you know, something new that happened. And that's what I tried to focus on. I'd say my, 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 my answer to that in person was is always pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and just taking that risk that is so uncomfortable and so not you. And sometimes you find yourself on the other side of the bridge and you're looking back and go, wow, I got here. You know what I mean? So I think that's part of it too. A lot of it is risk, isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, when I was starting Connector, I was very, very, very nervous about trying to set up a business. And it was also a time of recession. So the yeah. analogy I had in my head was... This is your second recession. <laughs> yeah, you did so the last one, now you're doing this in the new one. <laughs> yeah, but but I but I did, I always felt that Selfmakers was much more likely to be a good recession business because it's well, education and it's when people are reskilling, etc. Whereas... With Connector, I had this feeling that you're when you're starting something new, it's almost like you're swimming out from the land. You're swimming out to sea, and you've no idea what's out there. Yeah. You, you, you just, but you have to believe you're going to get somewhere to land on the other side. Yeah. But it does. But it, you know, you have to have a high tolerance for risk, mm-hmm. um, because and on that, and uncertainty because there's lots of it. There's lots of that. And what I'm trying to do is to help people minimize the risk. 
But also, you, as you pointed out in, in your recent research on, on, on career shock, I mean, a lot of people who would have been working in companies through no fault of their own, through no fault of their industry, through no fault of their business, suddenly find themselves in a situation where they're redundant, their business is folded because perfectly good businesses in, say, hospitality, for example, or, or restaurant business, for example, suddenly, you know, lockdown after lockdown has just taken its toll and they find themselves in a new place. They have to begin again. Um, now, some people might say, well, this is my trade, so I'm going to go find another role in this trade. But I would say other people are also at a point where, well, this is an opportunity for me to start a business like I've always wanted to do or or, or, yeah. or maybe go back to college and, and you know, study something new and, and try a new career if I have time. Yeah. So basically the research found that about 72 percent of people are, ex- are ex- uh, expecting career turbulence this year. It's up from about 60 percent last year. So there's a lot of people changing jobs looking to set up something new, whether it's a full-time venture or a side hustle. Mm. 36% are planning a new venture this year and 22% are planning uh, to experiment with a side hustle, which is really, really interesting. Uh, particularly if those have man- if people have managed to hold on to their job, a side hustle is a great way to tip your toe into, into entrepreneurship with and maybe a new venture or trying to become self-employed even, like, even a few hours a day or a few hours a week. But also in a lot of in a lot of the interviews I've had with people in the last year, side hustles seem to be where a lot of them made their break from their 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 previous job. Mm. That they had a job, they started with a side hustler and with you know, dabbling with a few side projects, and then that gave them the confidence, the revenue, the clients to springboard out and become their full time gig. And I think that's that's a good point because uh, I I think when we think of entrepreneurship, uh, like in Ireland, I mean. Okay, the word entrepreneur actually was created by a Kerry man, believe it or not, and in the 18th century. But the actual spirit of entrepreneurship, we always look to the states and look at people in Silicon Valley, and yeah. um, you know, even if you think back to the last century, and I think it's changed now in America. But there was always that great wide open. If if you really work hard and you're kind of inventive and innovative, you can almost create a business and be successful in life. And that was that should be the that should be that should be the promise for anyone at any start of any career. In Ireland, uh, again, we're so regimented. Most people do a job and that's the only job they do. And we need to kind of start thinking of that kind of side hustle, that kind of maybe having two or three jobs, you know, as well as yeah. the, the one that defines who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I, to- I totally agree. And and because people have so many different cycles through their career and there's so many different opportunities and because some people, there's huge amount of uh, unrest and disengagement at work in a, in a, for a lot of people. Mm. So... I, I, I'm, I'm trying to see if, there, if there's ways I can help them. Even people who have a job can be a self-maker because it's, it's a mindset yep. where you you're really are trying to control your career. You're trying to control your destiny and become more entrepreneurial in your career, even when you have a job, you know, so that you can be better at your job, but also to be not relying on the HR director to, to keep promoting you and look after your career. Well, I, I, think that's, I think that's perfectly right because people need to be entrepreneurs inside their jobs. If you're, at, like, uh, actually, here, here, an interesting one, uh, I follow a guy who runs a YouTube channel called uh, History Hustle, ironically, but he's a history teacher in the Netherlands, but that's his side hustle and he's better known for it, but he, you know, his day job's obviously teaching. But like, I think people in general, like when I was in my last job, uh, would have been, you know, I've called a number of times an editorial entrepreneur because I kind of 
I would sometimes like let's take a bet on something. Let's let's try something yeah. new and see if that gets more yeah. audience. And and I think that's that's the kind of way you need to be. I mean, that same mindset could apply if you're a chef or you're a, you know a, a bookseller or something. Yeah, these these that's that is a great example. Is and if you can bring that into your work, no matter where you work, you're going to be more valued. And then if something happens that you get a career shock and things change. That, you know, maybe you were very innovative in the restaurant, but then you try and apply that to something else and try and learn a little bit about digital or a little bit more about, you know, design thinking or innovation or just it's really broadening your skills and being able to uh, apply innovation and creativity and getting results get results be valued be valued and be valuable at work and, and also you learn about yourself don't you you can you learn you learn about what you're capable of but then also your your reputation is enhanced the more you you are known for being you know not so much a maverick or a risk taker but somebody who's innovative or somebody who's an authority on something you know there's there's different facets to this yeah, well, it's it's obviously something you enjoyed. It's something that I enjoy. It's kind of having an idea. I don't back every idea that I have, but right. I try. Well, there isn't enough time. <laughs> not enough to, so you have to kind of, you know, you have to pick your pick your battles, and I and then you know do research and research and research and and talk to people, and then that's the again the what's happened with self makers. It's it's um it's basically you know a good bit of research and then trying you know and creating an mvp creating a minimal viable product showing that to a number of people getting feedback and then keep moving forward and keep keep adapting it and now that's turned into a number of a number of products um, and a number of services and and i'll keep testing them and uh test and learn test and learn and uh and we'll see what happens. Or as the saying software, keep iterating. <laughs> but listen, thank you so much. That was great, Connor. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you again. My pleasure, John. It's always great to talk to you.